You are listening to the Audio Information Network of Colorado. This recording is intended to be used solely by individuals with barriers to print. Thank you for joining us for the Thursday, February 23rd reading of the Pikes Peak Courier. My name is Sophia. Today, we will be reading the following main articles. City of Cripple Creek anticipates win-win with possible land swap. Written by Sonia Oliver. Funky Little Theater presents Steel Magnolias in Woodland Park. Written by Pat Hill. Woodland Park Downtown Development Authority votes to split cost of Taba House environmental study with developer. Written by Pat Hill. Inaugural 11-mile reservoir winter carnival featured large-scale curling, ice fishing, and more. Written by Marianne Magan. And following up with miscellaneous articles. Our first article is entitled, City of Cripple Creek Anticipates Win-Win with Possible Land Swap. Written by Sonia Oliver. Cripple Creek. City Council last week voted for the removal of the retail area located inside Cripple Creek Heritage Center, a major point of contention that initiated a recent recall of two councilmen. Many opponents felt that retail sales at the center were in direct competition with local retail businesses and that the sales had no financial benefit, considering merchandise sold at local businesses generate tax revenue to the city. Councilman Tom Litherland was the sole no vote. In other business, the council voted to approve a lease during the community theater season and a bar concessions lease agreement between the city of Cripple Creek and the Friends of the Butte, a 501c3 nonprofit organization. The agreement will allow Friends of the Butte to produce shows for the community theater season, manage the bar and concessions areas, market the community show season at the theater, and receive donations benefiting Friends of the Butte. Friends of the Butte has agreed to produce six shows during the 2023 community season between January 1 and May 21. Upcoming community theater shows produced by the Friends group include The Frog Prince, March 3 through 4, a children's theater performance produced by Missoula Children's Theater featuring students from Cripple Creek and Victor Schools. Ice Fest Feud, February 18 through 19, a fun game show style event providing entertainment for Cripple Creek Ice Festival attendees. Patsy Klein Tribute, March 24 through April 2, featuring a an original script by Robert Taglabashi and the vocal talents of four exceptional singers. Boeing Boeing, April 28 through May 7, a new production by the Colorado Springs-based Funky Little Theater Company. Cripple Creek's Got Talent, May 13 or 19, date TBD, a talent show case 
a talent showcase featuring the area's brightest stars. Per the lease agreement of the bar and concessions areas, the Friends of the Butte will lease these areas for the entire year, allowing them to hold a liquor license and serve alcohol and concessions for both the community and professional theater seasons. According to Zach Sanyo, Butte Theater Director, the lease agreement will provide an additional $15,000 in revenue for the Butte Theater with the cost to lease the bar and concessions area. The City of Cripple Creek and Friends of the Butte share a mutual mission of maintaining and building on the Butte's reputation as a regional theater. Cripple Creek's professional theater production season at the Butte Theater begins in June with shows running through December, planning staff to begin land exchange annexation process. Additionally, Council gave approval to planning department staff to begin the process of a possible exchange of land as well as property annexation concerning properties adjacent to and in proximity to the city-owned Mount Pitska Cemetery. The proposal would allow the swap of 10 acres of city-owned property with an 11-acre portion of the 65-acre Gibraltar development property. Gibraltar Development is requesting the exchange be combined with annexation into the city of the entire 65-acre Gibraltar property, along with the replatting of the Gibraltar property to create two properties. Gibraltar has provided an appraisal which values the two properties, the West Parcel at $14,000 and the East Parcel at $35,000. Gibraltar is proposing to make an even trade of the undeveloped East Parcel adjacent to the Mount Pitska Cemetery for the city-owned, undeveloped, and unlocked West Parcel with no exchange of money. The exchange of the parcels would give Gibraltar ownership of the West Parcel and the city would own the East Parcel. According to staff, the history of the East Parcel is not entirely clear. It may have been part of the cemetery at one time, as remains have been found on this property. The East Parcel was donated to the city years ago. The historic city-owned Mount Pitska Cemetery adjoining the Gibraltar property would benefit with the possible addition of land for expansion. Gibraltar Development is proposing to develop its property, which is adjacent to Mount Pitska Cemetery and outside the city limits, into a mixed-use property of 152 single-family residences, three multifamily buildings, and commercial uses. To complete the proposed development, they propose the mutually beneficial exchange of property with the city and annexation. Both the land exchange and annexation would be needed for the project to move forward. In other city business, the council voted Councilwoman Missy Trenery as Mayor Pro Tem, approved a request by Lee and Linda Bowen for the waiver 
a portion of water and sewer tap fees on the construction of a single-family residence at 316 South A Street, the city's hard cost for the installation of water meter and taps is approximately $1,290 and is to be paid by the applicant. The total amount of the waiver request is $8,000. Tap fees for 2023 are $4,600 each for water and sewer tap fees. The initial application was made in 2022 when the fees were $4,000 each. Heard an update on 326 Bennett Avenue by Masan Bagaran, who said although he is having trouble with bank funding on the property because of architectural and environmental issues, he has hopes of beginning improvements by the end of 2023. Approve the award of Owner's Representative Services, RFQ, to AquaWorks for wastewater treatment system improvements. The authorization allows the engineering firm to assist the city as a technical expert and act as the primary port of contact with the engineer for the project to design the treatment plant. The next article is entitled, Funky Little Theater Presents Steel Magnolias in Woodland Park. Written by Pat Hill. The setting is Truvy's Beauty Shop in a small town in Louisiana. A play with a southern beat. Steel Magnolias is about resilience, mother-daughter relationships, and strength shared by women. Presented next month in Woodland Park by Funky Little Theater Company, Steel Magnolias is a drama that plays on the irony of the gracious Southern Belle with a fortitude of steel. This show is near and dear to my heart, said Chris Medina, founder of the Colorado Springs-based theater company, who directs the play. It's a special piece for a lot of people. Many in the audience will be familiar with the 1987 movie of the same name, but the play came first. The play is nostalgic and bittersweet, Medina said. Susan Hollis plays Ogier Boudreaux, the mother of the story. Ogier is a survivor of two terrible marriages and three of the most ungrateful children you ever did see, Hollis said. Hollis loves the role, reveres her character strength throughout the play. She is a curmudgeon, but inside that crusty exterior, she's got a heart, Hollis said. She loves her friends, and they love her. There's a deep love and a bond there, because they've all been through difficult things together. Yet there are some emotional bruises. Osier says, the only reason people are nice to me is that I have more money than God, Hollis said. She protects herself, but does not hold back. If she has something to to say, she says it, and I love that about her. One of Osier's daughters, Shelby, is among the six women in the beauty shop. She has her health challenges, and everyone knows how to respond to them. We've all seen her grow up. 
The play is tragic and, at times, humorous. The playwright, Robert Harling, wrote the play based on the life of his sister. For me, the main thing is that tragedy did happen to somebody in real life, Medina said. The experience of watching a play rather than a movie is personal. With theater, you get to live in the environment and have this experience, Medina said. I think to be completely engaged and engrossed in something is probably becoming a lost art. In addition to Hollis, the cast includes Terry McClintock, Eleanor Jones, Ivy Patterson, Nancy Holliday, and Cara Pierce. It's such a great show. I love it and love bringing it to light. It's an opportunity for people to make time to be with each other, Medina said. I recognize that there are other theater companies up here, but I think we are unique in the kinds of theater we do. Steel Magnolia's performances are 7 p.m. March 10 and 11, and additionally at 2 p.m. March 11 and 12. The Saturday matinee features an interpreter of American Sign Language. Tickets for the 90-minute show are $21 and available at funkylittletheater.org. The next article is entitled Woodland Park Downtown Development Authority Votes to Split Cost of Taba House Environmental Study with Developer, written by Pat Hill. Woodland Park. As investors move forward on the preliminary work for the Taba House Restaurant and Culinary School in Woodland Station, each step inches the development along. While the Downtown Development Authority owns the property, Mayor Hillary Labar and City Council have the ultimate authority to approve the project. The DDA can approve the project in its current form and then send it to the City Council, said DDA Chair Tony Perry, speaking at the February 7 meeting. There are agreements that have to be done to be sure that we protect the city. The group, led by Derek Wagoner, has agreed to pay $800,000 cash for the 6.63-acre property. Next up for the project are traffic and environmental studies, said Mark Weaver, investor and project manager, who gives monthly updates to the DDA board. The board voted to split the cost with TABA of the environmental study by Matrix Environmental Services, which did the first study in 2009. Rather than pay in cash, the board voted to reduce the purchase price by $38,900, its 50% share. The DDA board member, Jerry Good, voted no, citing the fact that the buyer should know that the development would require an environmental study as part of the sale package. I hear what Jerry is saying, but I also feel that we are responsible for having this test done so that it doesn't affect somebody else in the future, said DDA Vice Chair John Gamelk. Board member Matt McCracken agreed. I think it's our job to encourage developers, he said. Board member David Meharis, who shares his technical expertise as civil engineer with the board, recused himself. Board member Arden Weatherford was absent. 
board member Al Bourne, Rebecca Anderson, and Rusty Neal voted yes, along with Perry and McCracken. In voting no, in addition to his buyer beware position, Good cited his ongoing concern with Meharis's role as a board member as well as a civil engineer. Meharis defended his position. I have stated that I am a civil engineer for the project, and I am going to continue to advise the board on technical aspects. You will notice in my comments I did not state whether the bores slash holes should be pro or con, but I will continue to recuse myself from any vote on the project, Mahara said. Perry addressed Good's ongoing concerns about conflicts of interest issues with Meharis and Weatherford, who owns property in the adjacent Overlay District. For the point, Mr. Good, for the next meeting, I would like you to draft a statement that we could put on the record so we won't have to continue to revisit this, because both Mr. Weatherford and Mr. Meharis have been recusing themselves appropriately, Perry said but I like hearing from a technical expert on this project and will continue to hear from Mr. Meharis because he adds great value to our knowledge. In the past, Perry has stated that the portion of tax increment financing reimbursements that takes away money from Northeast Teller County Fire Protection District would be refunded with the board's approval. However, in his report February 7, Perry added that all five special districts would have to agree to the proposal and would report on the results in a follow-up. The next article is entitled Inaugural 11-Mile Reservoir Winter Carnival Featured Large-Scale Curling, Ice Fishing, and More, written by Marianne Magan. Lake George, an abundance of Sunshine was available at 11 Mile Reservoir for the inaugural Winter Carnival on Saturday, February 18. Several people came to enjoy the ice skating, hockey, ice fishing, curling on a much larger than typical scale, and other games and activities. Park rangers and Colorado Parks and Wildlife officers were on hand to instruct and help and, of course, play along. Everyone seemed to enjoy the fun, right down to the hot chocolate. The next article is entitled, Elk in a Box. Merritt Academy receives $4,995 grant for biology class project articulating big game skeletons, written by Michelle Karras. Woodland Park, a recent grant award, will help Tim Lunds ninth grade biology students at Merritt Academy continue to pursue the study of comparative anatomy using actual big game animals. Merritt Academy recently received a $4,995 STEM, which stands for Science, Technology, Engineering, and Mathematics grant from Toshiba America Foundation to support equipment for Merritt's hands-on biology class project, Comparison of Wildlife Through Articulation. Lund's students are 
working with Colorado Parks and Wildlife and local hunters to obtain three or four large animals such as elk, moose, and pronghorn. I've done this project for many years at different schools, Lunt said. When I taught in Alaska, we did three moose, three wood bison, two wolves, two bears, and a lynx as portable skeletons. The kits were donated out throughout our district and to other organizations. We even gave one of the wood bisons to the Alaska Department of Fish and Game. At Merritt, Lund said his students really dove into the project. Once animal carcasses are obtained, the students debone the animal, boil the bones, whiten the bones, and the coat each bone sorry, and coat each bone with a protective coating. Then, with the help from a welder, a custom stand is made for each animal, and the skeletons become kits and can be put together using rubber bands and hot glue, and then disassembled in minutes for storage in a box, Lund said. In the next couple of weeks, we will make a stop-motion video showing the whole skeleton going together that will be included in the kit, he said. We can use them year after year. The scope of the project makes learning about anatomy very interactive and fun. The kids are very excited, Lund said. They have been asking me constantly when the stands will be done, when we can do the stop-motion video. The completed kits can be used and reused and loaned out to other schools or organizations interested in comparison anatomy, Lund said. His students got a jump start this fall with a $1,000 donation from Meteor Inc., a Bozeman, Montana-based outdoor lifestyle company founded by TV personality and podcaster Stephen Rinella. Rinella has a Netflix show, The Meat Eater, a podcast, and a side branch organization. Basically, Meat Eater Inc. promotes hunting and conservation, Lunt said. Lunt's class used those initial funds to pay for equipment and materials used in the preparation of the bones of a cow elk and a doe proghorn. The elk was donated by a Merit Academy board member, and the pronghorn was donated by one of Merit's 7th grade students, a hunter. The Toshiba America Foundation grant funds will help further the project. The kits will be named Elk in a Box, Pronghorn in a Box, etc. Lund said, each kit will contain the animal's bones clearly labeled in bags, a stand, manual, tools, and video on how to articulate each skeleton. It's really cool for the kids, said the science teacher. They can look at the bones of a herbivore, omnivore, and com- sorry, carnivore and see the differences. They're all very similar. It's a great way to learn human anatomy as well. Lund said the school is still looking for two additional animals for the project. He's hoping someone will donate a big game animal or two. We just don't want something small, he said. If it's a mountain lion or bear, the person would need a permit from CPW. But 
If someone shoots an exotic animal, if they want to donate the whole skeleton, we'd take it. Anyone who wishes to donate an animal may contact Merit Academy at 719-686-2274 or email Lund at T. Lund at American Academy. That's T L U N D T at M E R I T dot A C A D E M Y or call Merit Academy at 719 686 2274. Thank you for joining us for the Pikes Peak Courier. My name is Sophia. If you enjoyed this program, please register for our free services at www.aincolorado.org or by calling 303-786-7777.